Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I am your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman, and I thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. In recent weeks, we have been sort of on the cursory watching these developments of this uh, batch of congressional hearings that um, Nancy Pelosi and her kind have drummed up. And for those of us who really already know, we really do know that this is a quintessential witch hunt. See, they they couldn't impeach the man the first two times, so they're spending our money to try to impeach Trump posthumously in an attempt to ruin him politically uh, for any future endeavors. Let me be perfectly clear about something. This should alone cause outrage, not just amongst Trump supporters, against anybody who takes part in the body politic. You can't have a a republic that has to uh, instill the fear of reprisal into a political enemy. You see, that that's where the tide turns. That's where you begin to see a degradation of principles and ideals. The, the idea of a, having the majority in Congress is, is pretty simple. Congress essentially has two powers, the powers to legislate and the power of the purse. Now, they also have power of oversight, but what we're seeing here is such a blatant disregard for the power of oversight. What are they overseeing? What are they they attempting to do other than to put their own political spin on the January 6th incident that is rife with contradiction. And they're only giving one side of the testimony and they're ignoring any sort of due process whatsoever. This is what you would commonly refer to, refer to as a kangaroo court. These are the types of things that are done in third world nations or communist nations. In Russia, they would call this a star panel or star trial. This, this is an abomination. And what the attempt is that we're seeing is, is to lay forth a case to dog whistle. And I don't use that term very often because that term is typically used by the left when they attempt to read through the lines and project their thoughts into somebody else's motive. And that's, that's a remarkably irresponsible thing to do. There are, there are plenty of problems that this nation suffers right now. Most people, unless you have this burning desire to see Trump burn in hell, could give a flying 
F about this show trial. The audacity of Congress to spend our money when they could be mitigating the damage done by this administration. You see, Congress for the longest time has been packed full of wimps and the wimps always fail upward. The McConnells, the Pelosi's. You see, why I call them wimps is because on topics that really do need a legislative remedy, they choose to simply ignore them for decades. For example, in 73, when Roe versus Wade was um, litigated and decided upon by the Supreme Court, no matter how terrible the decision was, it was never a law. It was assumed to be the law of the land, which planted the seed in quite a few dim wits that, that assumed that that was the law, but that was not the law. It was never the law. The reason why it wasn't the law is because the spineless jellyfish that live within the halls of Congress, including the current president and a lot of the Democrats and Republicans that are currently in office, not a single one of them had the spine to attempt to codify Roe versus Wade into law. Nobody wanted to put their name on women's reproductive rights, which is just horrible spin. Uh, it's baby murder. Now, you know, it would have been something different if it really was rare and it really was only used for rape and incest. But it truly hasn't been. It's truly been used as a form of contraception. And aside from that, it's been... How do I say this without sounding like a racist? It's, it's responsible, abortion as an industry, for eliminating up to 40% of the black population. Now, I'm not making this shit up. These numbers are pretty easy to find, but that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about in this episode. There are other there are other pieces of legislation that could have been written and codified over the past 40 years, 50, 60, 100 years because um, we've had let's just say I'll use for example we could have had a piece of legislation by now that sets the tone and pace for American energy industry. Um, and instead of doing that, uh, what we have is one fiat by a president after another, after another, after another. What that does to the market is extremely disturbing. But you see, our senators and our congressmen, they're okay with the, the chaos and the, and the uh, hardship because, you see, a lot of them dip their fingers into the well as far as the stock market is concerned. 
And we've had situations of insider trading throughout throughout the history of the United States. And honestly, here and there, you'll see a couple of people get slapped on the wrist and not much more. But it's all to the detriment of this country. These these people are reprobates. I, I it sometimes it's very difficult for me to not want to join on the libertarian bandwagon where there's just a, a, a natural apathy and it goes a step further and it turns into hatred. Excuse me. I do love the American political process. Okay, it's not perfect. But like we like to say, find me one that is. Okay, so it's as perfect as it can get in theory. But then you have these reprobates that float around that are either avoiding legislation because they don't want to put their name on it or that they enjoy the drama. You have family members that enjoy the drama. I know I do. I try not to take too much part in their lives anymore. I don't like the drama. I like things to be pretty calm, uh, pretty predictable, because when things are calm and predictable and you're, 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 you're thriving, you can weather storms when things get unpredictable and scary and, and expensive, like right now, you know? So, but see, that doesn't suit the people that are in power if, if we all are sort of in agreement that these people are um, corrupt nicks, then something needs to be done. And, and I'm not, I, I don't even, you know what, I'm not even going to say it. You know, uh, I'm a peaceful person, by and large. Cross me and find out how peaceful I don't have to be, but... I don't mean for any violence to break out. That's not my bag. That's that's for the Antifas and the left. Okay, but going back to this show trial, something very, very daunting has come to my attention. A lot of effort has been put into this. A lot of showmanship has gone into this. A lot of production value has gone into this. The The legacy media has glommed on to this. You know, they say the lie gets around the world twice before the truth even gets a chance to put his pants on in the morning. And I do believe that even though the information that they're releasing is untrue, they're not open, openly allowing for the truth to come to the surface. I'll give you a point. Yesterday, this 20-year-old was uh, on on the stage and she was giving her testimony and she mentioned that uh, Trump from the back of his limousine was going to physically um, uh, exercise his wants and whims against secret servant agents secret service agents that that were driving the vehicle um, and as she was telling the story, I don't even think she was all that convinced that what she was saying was true. And then you had that reprobate Cheney, you know, re reword it for her on, on an occasion to make it seem like, 
Trump's desire to get rid of the magnetometer so that the the fans could come in more rapidly. Uh, and he says, well, they're not here to hurt me, so let them in. Um, you know, Cheney put the, uh, put the emphasis on me as if to say, well, they're not here to hurt me. Well, that would that would indicate that they were here to hurt somebody. And then see, this is, this is the kind of uh, Bukaki theater that we're seeing here is that they're trying to, if, if they can't find a truth that fits their narrative, they're willing, fully willing to fabricate the truth. And, and in the case of Cheney, who is, everybody knows, she's been exposed. She is no... A decent and moral person. She's not a Republican whatsoever. Not that Republicans by default are decent or moral people. I'm just saying she's known now as duplicitous. She's lost the favor of her state um, and her political career is ruined. What the hell does she have to lose? And that's basically where she's at in life is what the hell do I have to lose? I might as well go down to the annals of history as the chick who tried to get Trump. Well, this 20-something that was relaying this story of how Trump was going to express how he needed to get to the Capitol as the Secret Service was taking him to um, the West Wing from the speech on January 6th, um, everything that was said was a lie. And it's almost any more like uh, Vince Colony said today, that you... If you hear it from the legacy media, or if you hear it from uh, this particular um, session of Congress, this this Bukaki theater, as I like to call it, um, you almost have to wait until the truth is exposed, because it, it took no time at all, within an hour or two, before the Secret Service put out uh, a statement that said that nothing of the sort happened. And see, this, this, this last show that Congress put on, it was like a surprise butt sex show where, you know, there wasn't going to be a show. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, we have this testimony. We absolutely have to get out there. And, and it turns out that it was a lie. Not that we expected anything less than that. But it's a lie. And, and, and as, as I'm watching this and as I'm reading this, because God knows I work for a living, I don't have time to watch this crap. That is an icy cold yingling light, and God, it tastes good. It was so hot today. As I'm watching this shit unfold, a seed has been planted in my mind, and I'm deathly afraid that I'm right. Now, I did, I'm not taking credit for this thought because, I, I, first off, I believe this was the purpose the entire time. But if you have a scintilla of an IQ higher than 80, you can rub a couple of these thoughts together and you're going to have a, a eureka moment. All of this, all of this show trial business. It's not so that Congress 
can illuminate the country. It's to give the DOJ the predicate to charge Trump with conspiracy or worse. We've already seen how corrupt the FBI is. We've already seen how corrupt the D.C. judges are. This case would be tried in D.C. We just watched the Sussman trial, which was lock, stock, and barrel. That was a slam dunk by Durham, and Sussman walked. We see how this is going to go. Congress is using its authority to dog whistle to an even more weaponized organization within the United States political construct. And what we are going to see, in my humble opinion, in my educated opinion, is an attempt by the DOJ to attack and punish the political adversary of the establishment and the left. This is an extraordinarily scary idea. The reason why it's an extraordinarily scary idea is that we've seen on more than one instance, uh, the Gundy Ranch, um, Waco, We've seen the government in action with their extrajudicial and extra-constitutional powers completely, corruptly abuse the tremendous power that we didn't give them, they gave themselves. Just like Congress gives themselves a raise without really having to prove to us that they're worth a shit. If this happens and we watch this witch hunt, this show trial turn into an indictment and an imprisonment and another show trial, it's an extraordinarily malevolent thing to do and it could cause what I think the left actually wants it to cause violence. Now, like it or not, Trump has a heck of a following. I don't talk about Trump that much because in my humble opinion, I think it's time for us to turn the page on Trump. He did a lot of good. He, he opened a lot of eyes to people who really weren't involving themselves in the political process. I think his, in my opinion, I think his purpose has been served. I think it's a shame the way he was treated. I think it's awful that he was screwed out of this last election. I think he could have been a tremendously powerfully good force in this country, moving us forward as far as prosperity is concerned. But that was not to be. And until enough evidence is brought forth to condemn the left for what we all believe was done, 
we have to just chalk it up as a loss. And that Biden was the most popularly elected president of all time. And he's so popular right now, what with our gas prices the way they are, and what with our supply line issues the way they are, and what with inflation the way it is, and what with the the um, direction the company country's moving in, the state of affairs with our national security. I mean, everybody loves Biden because look at the product, right? 81 million votes speaks pretty f- freaking loudly right now. I'm being facetious. I hope you get it. I'm sure you do get it. But Trump has a massive following. And some of his followers, some of his political constituents are angry already. And although I do feel like January 6th was staged completely, I was there for my new listeners. I was there. My wife was there as my girlfriend at the time, my fiance, my my best homeboy was there, my my um my homeboy's mom was there. It was cold. It was good time. We didn't make it to the Capitol, but we ran into Ray Epps. We were told that they were going to storm the Capitol. Come join us. We're storming the Capitol after this. Which it wasn't after this. It was actually during the speech that they started their bullshit. This was staged. This was all staged. You can't convince me otherwise. The images of the cops letting people in, the, the 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 fact that the intel proved that this there was a um, there was going to be an attempt for some sort of um, illegal entry into the Capitol. It's just all too convenient how this couldn't have been staged, and it was staged, I believe. Because the people that have staged this, they are disciples of Cloward and Piven. They are disciples of Saul Alinsky. They are disciples of those Marxists that would see this nation give up its own security for the sake of security. What I mean by that is guns are a problem because criminals shoot other people with guns so give up your guns and that will reduce gun violence these these people that want control forever they are well they're evil and they they would only wear they only need the constitution to attain the power that they want to attain permanently And I believe they want more violence. They want more violence from those who appreciate Trump. Those who felt like they finally had somebody on their side. Excuse me, when Trump was elected. So if they jail Trump. Or if they incarcerate him and charge him with conspiracy... I have a I have a bad feeling and I'm going to hope 
that justice prevails and this doesn't go to those lengths. But I think, if I'm interpreting this correctly, I think that's the drumbeat I'm hearing. And I think they're intending to drag this out long enough so that by the next general election for president, that Trump will be unable to run because he'll be incarcerated or otherwise indisposed. It's, it's, I would say it's awe-inspiring the links that these people would go to to ruin a nation. But I think the last 20 months have proven that we really shouldn't be all that inspired. And with that being said, I'd like to thank you for spending some time and listening to old Ben Opine. And uh, vote in your primaries. They're almost over with. November can't come soon enough. Uh, For what it's worth, pray that the Republicans get the majority and that that all the documents from this show trial are saved so that at least the opposing view could have a chance at justice. And uh, we see, we see, um, we see some truth brought to bear. All right. So thank you for listening to another episode of Ben Speaks.